Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. This Sunday at 1130, the Independent Film Channel presents Z-Rock, a new comedy series about three guys. The girls love it. Who are in a rock band by night. And a kids band by day. <laughs> Z-Rock, based on a kind of true story. With special guests, Sebastian Bach, John Popper, Gilbert Godfrey, Dee Snyder, Dave Navarro. Who here has banged Carmen Electra? And Joan Rivers. I'm very excited. You can't tell because I had the Botox this morning. Z-Rock premieres this Sunday at 1130, only on IFC, the independent film channel. What you are about to hear is simply two fans of the great Guns N' Roses discussing the potential upcoming release of Chinese democracy. There is no official news in this podcast, no official release dates. It is just, again, two fans discussing Chinese democracy, which may or may not come out later this year. Rock, rock over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, Two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be. John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast. Broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Welcome to Countdown to Chinese Democracy, Episode 7. This is John Astronomy from Talking Metal here with Mark Striegel of Talking Metal. The people who brought you Eating with Bumblefoot, Eating with Frank and Bumblefoot, the Dell James interview, the Guns N' Roses stakeouts. Remember those? What was the first one? I think it was episode 46. And now we are here in New Jersey, in Union, New Jersey, bringing you Talking Metal episode 231. Amazing. Episode 231. This episode is dedicated solely to the great Guns N' Roses, our favorite band here on Talking Metal. Yes, and so much has happened since episode 46. I mean, we've had a lot of great guests come on the show. Ozzy Osbourne has been on the show twice with us. Rob Halford has been on the show twice. We've even had ex-Guns N' Roses member Slash. We've done a TV show version on Fuse, which actually featured a Chinese democracy segment in the pilot episode, the first episode. And we are still waiting for Chinese democracy, and I think we're getting close. We know that there was a track released in kind of uh, an unconventional way through a video game recently. You want to talk about that, Sean? Shackler's Revenge, I believe it's called, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Shackler's Revenge is part of the brand new massive video game hit Rock Band 2. This thing just was released on September 14th for the Xbox 360 in North America. It's about to come out on October 19th on PlayStation 3, November 18th, PlayStation 2, and Nintendo Wii on November 16th. I'm not really a video game guy. I do play a little Grand Theft Auto on my PSP and poker and uh, actually have some of the Star Wars games, but I, I have not heard the song. Uh, the new Guns N' Roses song that is on Rock Band 2, and hopefully soon I'll be able to hear it in another format. Absolutely. We have some breaking news. This is not official. Talking Metal has been told by store management at Best Buy in Union, New Jersey, that Chinese Democracy will be released exclusively by Best Buy on November 25th. And Again, this isn't confirmed. There's been no official release, and the guy even... I said to the guy, why hasn't this been in the news? Why hasn't it been released officially? Because it kind of has been in the news. Rolling Stone has hinted at it, and it's all over all the message boards and stuff. Uh, and he said that that announcement isn't going to come from Best Buy, is what he said. But he, he, and I quote, he said, but it is official. It's coming out on the 25th. That's what he thinks. I don't know if it'll be official until we hear an official press release from the label or management or the band or something like that and it is getting pretty close so i'm assuming we're going to hear a release date from the label from management real soon uh you can just take this for what it's worth again this isn't really official although the guy told us in the store that it was an official release date absolutely and here at talking metal you guys have known that we've never attempted to run with rumors and we've had a long history with these stakeouts and, and all this stuff, and we've come a long, long way from the days of those stakeouts. Where there were actually rumors reported in those stakeouts, you know, but we've, we've since tried to avoid that. We talked about some gossip during those stakeouts, but we've always tried to be respectful of the band, and now that we've developed personal relationships with members of the band, we have since became completely professional and have shied away from any possible rumors. As you can hear, the uh, professional atmosphere of us here (laughs) in Target with a handheld microphone. Uh, But it's very exciting, and we only do this because we are extremely excited about Chinese democracy. One of the most mysterious works of art in in recent times, and we are hopeful that we will be hearing it in the way it is intended to be heard, which is an official release on CD through Best Buy on November 25th. And again, this date was confirmed by some young manager dude who works here at the Best Buy in Union, New Jersey. I did question him about those internet rumors that there was some Best Buy conference in Texas or somewhere where they played the uh, tracks for people and he said oh yeah one of the guys who work in the store here was at that and that was true again all hearsay you know it's like he said she said type of stuff take it for what it's worth i was shocked when when i asked the guy and he was like oh yeah it's coming out on november 25th i was really quite shocked we expected people to uh say no comment or or we don't know and this guy immediately said oh yeah november 25th so I'm leaning towards that it's going to come out on November 25th. We have not asked any band members if this is happening. 
I did ask Del James. I sent him an email asking him about the body of lies rumor, which has since been confirmed. Uh, before it was confirmed, I sent him an email asking him if there would be a track played in the credit role for the Body of Lies uh, Ridley Scott movie starring, uh, who's that guy? Russell Crowe. And never got a response for him, but it was like literally hours after I sent that email. Uh, hours later, Rollingstone.com had printed a confirmation of that. So assuming my wife isn't giving birth next Friday, we're told any day now. Assuming she's not giving birth next Friday, I am going to plan a trip to the movie theater to watch Body of Lies and hear, for the first time, an official Chinese democracy track. Right. The song is called If the World, and we can't wait till Friday, October 10th, when that movie will be released. Now, Mark, here's what I was thinking of doing. Why don't we recap everything from the first stakeout until now. Awesome. I'm chewing on some ice. Um, a Talking Metal Toast, by the way. Dr. Pepper here in Target. I swear to God, we're drinking Dr. Pepper. We are both drinking Dr. Pepper out of the fountain at Target next door to Best Buy in Union, New Jersey. Of course, we know that's where there will be an exclusive release of the great album Chinese Democracy by Guns N' Roses. So let's go way back to the beginning. We've got a lot of fun stuff to tell you guys. We should come back here on November 25th, assuming that that is true. We'll come back here to Union, New Jersey. If you got, if you guys are uh, in the north, or maybe we should do it in Manhattan. I don't know. What do you think? You know what? Let's, let's figure out where we're going to do it, but maybe we'll have a little GNR party on November 25th when we pick up Chinese Democracy. I think it would be a great idea. And you guys have all got to go out and buy this on November 25th. It's very important that you guys do that. Yes. And the whole Dr. Pepper thing, before you do the recap, what are your thoughts on it? I thought it was a little little kooky myself. I was surprised that a company like Dr. Pepper would try to insert itself into the entire Chinese democracy mythology and all that kind of stuff. It is, it is rather odd. I actually spoke with one of the guys at the marketing uh, company that was handling promotion for Dr. Pepper, and he told me that it was strictly just because they were big fans of, of Axel and, and that's where they got the idea from. Who knows? I, I don't, I'm fairly certain, and Axel actually, I think, issued a press release on GunsNRoses.com that there was no like inside knowledge that Dr. Pepper was planning to do this from the band or label. Yeah, you know what? The reason I said I was surprised is because I couldn't remember if it was positive or negative or what was the actual whole thing all about. I don't know. It's just kind of weird, man. They were just like, hey, we're going to give everybody a free can of Dr. Pepper if the album comes out this year. And I, I just, it's odd. It's kind of left field, man. But, hey, whatever, whatever. I mean, we all want the album to come out. And uh, if it in any way helps the promotion of the thing, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Now I realize why I was surprised. Sometimes something that big has to be decided by you know corporate vps and execs and it just seemed like this was something that was done by a couple of people like us just people who are huge fans of guns and roses so the fact that a couple of fans at the company could launch such a media frenzy is pretty neat actually and that's what surprised me right 
And before we get into the recap of all our past Guns N' Roses coverage, we just wanted to mention that we respect the band and we have refrained from asking them any questions about release dates with the exception of that one email that I sent to Del James that wasn't responded to. We have never asked Bumblefoot or Frank or even Robin Fink, who you recently hung out with, what the status of the album is, what the status of the band is, and we don't plan to do that even if it doesn't come out on November 25th. Absolutely, and that is the reason, that is one of the many reasons that we have been able to have access to some of the great musicians who are part of Chinese democracy. And uh, that's the same same way I treat Ace Frehley. I don't ask him for details about his band or Kiss or anything um, unless he wants to talk about it. And uh, I think that's the way to properly respect musicians in a band that you really love. Because, you know, Guns N' Roses will release the information that they want people to know on their own schedule, in their own way, when they want to do it. And, uh, you know, who are we to question that? And on that note, again, this is nothing official, what you're hearing. Even though the guy at Best Buy told us it was official, in my opinion... This is nothing official. This is nothing official. This is just John and I having a good time, getting excited about an album that we have wanted to hear for a very, very long time. And we know that through leaks that the media has gotten a hold of that the little sneak peeks of this record that we've gotten, which have, again, not been in their proper form, have, have the media has just been excited about them in general. And... It is hinted that greatness is on the way with this record. Will it be one record? Will it be three records? We don't know. Will it be followed by a massive tour? We don't know. I know at one time there was talk of of doing a smaller theater tour when the record is released. And I think that would actually be smart. I think either a a, a traveling festival, like an OzFest type of thing, or a small theater where you know tour and when i say small i mean like three four thousand seats in in every city across the country each show would definitively be would sell out and it would be the true gnr fans there to hear hopefully not just a lot of the old greatest hit stuff that we've been hearing on the last few tours but possibly like a dozen or more songs off of chinese democracy in a live setting that would be amazing yeah, absolutely. I cannot wait to hear this record. We've heard some new tracks live on the past Guns N' Roses tour, and uh, they've been great, and uh, we just can't wait. So on that note, why don't we recap all of Talking Metal's coverage of Guns N' Roses and the great Chinese democracy. <clears throat> I'm, I'm getting choked up. So back On March 1st, 2006, we posted episode 46 of the Talking Metal podcast titled Guns N' Roses Stakeout, and we had such a blast. This is the one we started out out front of Sanctuary Management next to the famous waterfall. Yeah. Now, this is uh, in lower Manhattan in the meatpacking district where Guns N' Roses and Axel's ex-manager had an office, and... 
I remember people walking out of there, and we were yelling at them, when's Chinese democracy coming out? And, and some of them would laugh, and they thought it was funny that we were doing it, and others were completely disgusted and angry with us, right. uh, which was even funnier, in my opinion. It was such a fun time period, and I still like to go down to that area because it's just such a great GNR vibe down there, in my opinion, and it still lasts. We got the Homestead Steakhouse right across the street. I think that was part of Stakeout 1 as well. Yeah, we went in there and we're questioning people uh, about things. So we're not doing any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not doing that. Plus, if we would have ever happened to you know, run into Axel, we would have been completely respectful and we wouldn't have act like jerks. So. And having said that, we've had some big names on this show. Ozzy Osbourne has been on numerous times, you know, uh, members of KISS, members, ex-members of Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Slash, uh, you name it. Who are some of the other big names? Def Leppard has been on the show, Phil Collin, Deep Purple, Ian Gillen. One of our dream interviews, I mean, and this isn't a secret, most of you guys know this, would be Axl Rose. We'd love to have Axl on the show at any point, and if you have a connection with him, the invite is out. Anytime, 4 a.m., Tuesday night, whatever you want, call us up and we're ready to go. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but those were fun times, those original Guns N' Roses stakeouts when we were staked out looking for information on Chinese democracy. I don't ever think we really uncovered anything. No, no, we didn't. We just uncovered what was not happening. Uh, We then burst into Sterling Sound uh, where a receptionist yelled at us. That was pretty funny. That was was in April of 2006. We went to the club stereo where I don't think we taped anything, but we were actually there. And then by May 21st, we had the unbelievable opportunity to see Guns N' Roses during their sold-out four-night stint at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. And on, on that particular date, we posted a podcast featuring the Guns N' Roses fans, and that was really cool. Yeah, and one cool thing about that first night at Hammerstein is we were the first people to break that Bumblefoot was in the band. Now... The funny thing about that, there had been rumors like a year before that Bumblefoot was going to join Guns N' Roses, and then he wasn't going to join Guns N' Roses, and there was a lot of people trying to find out who was going to be in that slot, and we really didn't know until the curtains went up, and I immediately recognized that it was Bumblefoot, because he had played shows in New York and in North Jersey and my band, the Captain T Band, had even played shows with him back in the day. And so I sort of knew him. I wouldn't say we were friends, but I remember having numerous conversations with him back in probably like 99, 2000. We had played a couple, one or two gigs together at a club I think called Connections, which is in Fairview, New Jersey, right by, uh, uh, what's, what's Edgewater over in that area? And then what's, what's pretty neat is that uh, he actually once asked you to recommend a drummer for one of his gigs, and uh, the drummer from Astronomy, Mike Lincoln, went up and jammed with him. That's right. That's right. And what else? Um, we broke that news. The As the show was going on, I was doing live texting from the, f- from the first show, uh, and it was a TalkingMetal.com slash AntiMusic.com connection. Not to be confused with ever, whatever that anti-something site that leaked those songs. Yeah, anti-music is something completely separate from that. It had nothing to do with the leaks. Yeah, anti, we won't even say the name of that site. But um, 
Not to be confused with that guy who I think is currently in jail, and he should be for leaking those unfinished Guns N' Roses tracks. Uh, by the way, random backpedaling here to the Rock Band 2 thing. Just so everybody knows, Bumblefoot does play on the Rock Band 2 video game. Make sure you go out and, and check that out. I might have to go buy the game just so I can hear that song. Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I don't want to do that, you know? Right. It's like I don't want to buy the game just to hear the song. So hopefully that song uh, will be on the first Chinese Democracy CD. Now, let's get back to this. An amazing event happened in September 2006, or late August 2006, and it's one of those crazy scenarios that can only somehow, I think, happen to me or, or Mark. And no, Mark. to you, man. Oh, okay. Not to me. <laughs> to me. And basically what happened was I was working for MTV Networks. I was working for the press department at the 2006 MTV Video Music Awards as an official talent escort. And uh, I had three jobs that that evening. First was to walk rapper Chameleonaire, who happened to win Best Rap Video, down the red carpet and make sure he did all his press and got him inside and seated and all that stuff. My second job was to walk Victoria Silverstedt, Playboy model, down the carpet. And then... What happened, and this is all random, guys. This is completely all random. My next job was to escort Axel to his after-show press. Fate. It was fate, man. And the craziest thing about this was the MTV, like, 2 coverage, I think it was. It was like a backstage camera, and they are zipping around. They're like, oh, and there's Axel Rose backstage, and he's talking to John Ostrowski, who is a big Kiss fan, and works. And they, they act, the camera pushes in, cuts Axel out of the shot, and has you and the VJ guy, I forget his name, is is talking about you. That was crazy. That was Damien, and uh, Damien would always see me in elevators, and uh, I guess I used to talk about Paul Stanley a lot, and uh, it was it was kind of funny. But uh, yeah, that was amazing. That was a great experience. I had a chance to just chat with Axel for a while about the shows and about some upcoming shows that I was hoping to attend. And uh, he w- he just was the coolest guy, man. He was so cool. And then afterwards, we went back and he did a few interviews. And I, I walked around with him to the different interviews and then saw him uh, to his car. And then he split. And, uh, you know, we just had a blast. So that had to be fate. That was just absolute fate. John Ostrowski is always popping up in press conferences and talk shows and game shows. Uh, that's that's a whole nother episode. I'm like the Forrest Gump of metal. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Anyways, we got to like October 2nd, 2006, and we posted our 100th episode of the Talking Metal podcast, which was also the... What was it, like the first countdown show? We stopped doing the stakeouts at that point and turned them into Guns N' Roses Summit, Countdown to Chinese Democracy. I think we thought the stakeout had a stalker vibe to it. We wanted to kind of leave that behind. We wanted to uh, show that we were now a little more pro and uh, 
when I say pro, we're still not here with like a you know a ten person crew. It's just uh, Mark and I with a handheld uh, recorder and microphone. But we wanted to show that we weren't maniacs who were like running around trying to stock Axel, and and we never ever were were actually intending to do that. But we were just having a good time talking about our favorite band, and. Uh, we reached a, a great milestone, the 100th episode. By that time, we had a ton of different people on Talking Metal, and we actually had some former uh, GNR members on that show, Matt Sorm and Teddy Zigzag, Andreatis, and uh, Sebastian Bach was on that episode as well. So what a milestone, and what a great way to start the countdown to Chinese democracy. And that was October 2006. Then we went into something even cooler. Let's see, yeah, October 9th, 2006, posted episode 102 of the Talking Metal podcast. And these were the eating episodes, I like to refer them to. This was Eating with Bumblefoot, one of his first interviews. We had an interview with Bumblefoot and his friend Q-Ball. Q-Ball version of the interview, I think, was posted actually on Talking Rock. Later, I think we had Jen on, right? Right, we had one episode. It was called Mr. and Mrs. Bumblefoot. And then we rounded that out with a great episode called Eating with Frank and Bumblefoot. Yes, Frank Farrar, the drummer of Guns N' Roses, who is a local guy here. I see him around town all the time, real nice guy. Actually, was at my barbecue a few months ago. Absolutely. And we'll get to that, too, because that's, that's even another part of the, another layer of this story. Something pretty amazing happened on October 20th, 2006. About two years ago, a snippet of the new track, Better, was featured in a Harley-Davidson online promo. For one day only. It was only up there one day. And then they changed it, I think, to Paradise City. So that was interesting. And it was made known at that time that the promo, once they pulled it, the better version of the promo, that it was going to be coming back later. Uh, in a few months or a few weeks down the road, which it never did. It was only up there for that one day. So that was kind of interesting. One of the only official, I guess, sneak peeks of the song Better, besides hearing it live. So then we, we continued on to do some of the countdown episodes, and uh, some of these took place after seeing Guns N' Roses uh, in New York and New Jersey. We actually had Yarmo from the great website Here Today Gone to Hell on an episode. We've had uh, a slew of people from Sebastian Box Band, uh, everybody from you know our our great friend Metal Mike to uh, Johnny Chromatic, and you know we continued the countdowns in that fashion, and then some really neat things started to happen for us. Uh, we started really kind of meeting up with Bumblefoot Frank and even Robin Fink in more personal situations. I helped Robin get some guitars. Um, this is probably the thing that's going to blow everybody away, blew us away, is the fact that Bumblefoot used your Les Paul, my Les Paul, and my Marshall amp on Chinese Democracy. Yes, he borrowed them, and we're told that he actually used them to play on the record, which is, is pretty crazy and flattering. And again, cannot wait to hear this record. I will be buying at least one copy, maybe two or three, the night it comes out. One for myself, two to send to, to friends to turn them on to Chinese democracy. And that is a great idea, guys. Not only 
buy a copy for yourself, but buy one for a friend who might not necessarily be out there at record stores and might not buy CDs because we want to show the world that this record, Chinese Democracy, is going to live up to every expectation because I know it's going to. Yes, crying babies in the background here at Target. What else happened, John? Well, an extension of the personal connections that uh, we've had with the band led the band to actually come to the places where we live. Mark's had barbecues. Frank and Bumblefoot have been there. Bumblefoot's been over my place. And uh, it's just insane. And then what's even crazier is that Bumblefoot began to work with us on our TV show, Talking Metal and Fuse. Yes, he did. He appeared in two, I think, two episodes and then also did a lot of the recording. He was kind of an engineer, Pro Tools type of guy, recording a lot of those live jams, actually all the live jams that you heard. Absolutely, and in our pilot episode, which aired in November of 2007, uh, we actually recorded a segment at Bumblefoot's studio where we jammed a few songs with both Bumblefoot and Frank. On the show, you heard Running Wild, a cover of Running Wild by the great Judas Priest, and we've actually got two more tracks from that session, a Kiss tune and a Black Sabbath tune in the can, so uh, you know maybe one day you'll hear those. And then we wrote a brand new song, and we recorded a brand new song with Bumblefoot and Zach Wilde on episode seven of Talking Metal on Fuse. Yes, we did. Crazy stuff, man. And hey, do you want to play one of those songs? Do you have them? Do you know where they are? Yeah, why don't we let you hear a little bit of Rock Bottom, the KISS cover. This is Bumblefoot on lead vocals, lead guitar. I'm on rhythm guitar. Mark is on bass, and the great Frank Ferrer is on drums. Right now, this is Rock Bottom by Bumblefoot, Frank, and Talking Metal.
stuff, man. Good stuff. That was kind of spur of the moment. We weren't actually planning on that. Just sipping my Dr. Pepper. Sorry about that, guys. We are once again at Target in Union, New Jersey, right next to the Best Buy, where we will be purchasing Chinese democracy soon, maybe November 25th. I think this show is getting a little old and boring at this point. You want to wrap it up? Yeah, we want to wrap it up, but we just want to let everybody know that we are huge GNR fans. We love the current lineup of Guns N' Roses. We think Axel is truly one of the greatest ever singers in rock history, and we just cannot wait for this album. Yes, maybe we'll come back with another report after the Body of Lies movie. That song will will not be on the soundtrack. It's just, I guess, in the movie, so you have to go to the movie to hear it. And hopefully, if this guy next door at Best Buy knows what he's talking about, hopefully November 25th, it's really happening. We want to thank all of you for listening to this episode of Talking Metal Countdown to Chinese Democracy Part 7. We want to thank everybody who's been associated with Guns N' Roses, who've been cool to us in the last couple of years. And we want to thank Axel for keeping GNR alive and just putting out some amazing music. And turning GNR into something new and exciting. The new band is different members it's a different sound it still has some of that classic gnr trademarks and sounds attached to it but it's basically a new hybrid of the old guns and roses and i think that's what makes it so exciting i'm going to name a couple of people here that i want to thank personally bumblefoot of course frank jen del james robin fink everybody yarmo yeah anybody else you want to thank mark here today gone to hell is the place to go here today gone to hell.com yarmo great guy No, no one else I I can think of offhand. And all the other websites who have supported Talking Metal and our Guns N' Roses coverage. Talking Metal, checking out. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.